around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Podcast. We are so glad you're out there listening. We welcome you, and we are here to minister to you from the Word of God. Terry and I are just delighted to have the opportunity every week to talk to you about wonderful things we feel like that are very relevant, pertinent, and certainly necessary in the day and time that we live in. I want to remind you again, you can find us always, tell your friends at terrymize.com. And then our website is just chock full of all kinds of good stuff for you, along with the other archived podcasts that are there. I think there's nearly a year's worth there for your uh, listening enjoyment. And then also all of our products, our scheduling, partnership information, things we're believing God for, upcoming meetings, all of these things are there for you. And we just look forward all the time to hear from you. We've had some really good testimonies lately of people calling the office, asking for prayer. We're in agreement with them. And we've sure seen God do some miracles lately. So I just want to encourage all of you, keep the switch of faith turned on and uh, keep listening and keep believing God. Don't quit. Don't get faint-hearted about things. Just stand and keep on standing because we're here for you, as I know many others are, to help you receive from the Word of God. Darling, let's talk to the folks today about what's on your heart. Well, amen. Well, I'll tell you, a lot of things are on my heart, including the disasters that have hit uh, both the United States, uh, and the islands in the Caribbean, and the earthquakes in Mexico, and the people that have died and people that have gone into eternity. I mean, just that fast, they're into eternity. Oh, that's right. And, uh, you know, we, we've got to be about the master's business, Renee, and we've got to get the gospel to the world and help people spiritually. And then, of course, whenever they have disasters, we've got to help them uh, physically as well. And, no, that's right. And, of course, uh, last week when the earthquake hit Mexico City and then south of there in the, in the state of Puebla, which which I'm very familiar with. You know, those are my stomping grounds. And I have dear friends in Puebla, right. uh, both the city of Puebla and then Cholula and uh, the different towns around in the state of Puebla. And then, of course, all over Mexico City, which, of course, is the largest city in the world. And uh, and so of course I was on the phone and 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 on the internet because some of their phones were their phones were out for a while and so I was on the internet and back and forth to to different uh, friends and everybody's good everybody I talked to in uh, in all those places were good uh, and uh, of course in Houston you know Houston was just so hit so hard with uh, the aftermath of Harvey they didn't get the direct uh, hit from the eye Rockwall Texas That's got right. that which of course you and I both love Rockwall and. And uh, my goodness, we've got friends that live there, and we've been there to eat and to visit. We was down in Rockwall right. not earlier, well, I guess the last year now. Yeah. And it's just a lovely little restaurant right on the water. And, of course, that's totally destroyed and gone. And, uh, and, and, and then, of course, in Corpus, you and Dean pastored there 38 years, and you've got so many friends there, and I've got so many friends there. And, and of course, we've checked with them, and they were all well. But the eye actually went through the little old bitty tiny town of Rockwall and 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 uh, the government officials say it's ninety percent gone. Yeah, Rockport uh, really. I mean, ninety really, really, percent. Yeah, took the took the, the sheriff there said that the people that were there in the city buildings helping with everything said they lost everything and they were there at the at just working and their homes were already destroyed and they just Absolutely. were left with what the clothes were on their back and they kept helping everybody in Rockport there. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> amazingly and just just testimony to god no, we've is. got friends that that uh 
uh, dear friends for, you know, what, 20, 30 years, 20 years that uh, have a home there in Rockport, right on the water. I mean, yeah. right on the water. Oh, and right. it's uh, kind of a, it's kind of skinny and tall. You know, it's three stories tall right. and then not too wide. It almost reminds me of a house up in New England or somewhere, right. you know, it's sitting right on the water. And uh, yet 90% of the town's gone and their, their home didn't get touched at all. And just what a wonderful, what a Thank wonderful the Lord. My, salvation my, my. Uh, that was. Not to say that other people in Rockport aren't Christians at all, but it's just amazing to see what gets spared and what gets destroyed. But anyway, we've been we've been uh, also dealing with our good friend down in uh, Houston, uh, Jerry Davis. I've known Jerry since he's uh, well, since he's a teenager, I suppose. No, that's right. And, that's right. Uh, uh, and uh, he says I taught him the word of faith. You know, of course, he's got a great dad, Gerald Davis, and a great uncle, Bernie Davis, who's in heaven, and, and Rick Davis, who's in heaven, and his grandma and grandpa. Uh, who are both in heaven uh, were great ministers. And of course, I knew all of them. I didn't know the grandpa. I knew, I knew uh, the grandma. They, they were in Azusa Street. His grandmother was. I think. At a, I think his grandmother. Yeah, might, was at Azusa Street in California. But anyway, Jerry, I've known since he's a teenager, and, yeah. and his first wife, Melinda, uh, passed away of cancer a few years ago. But but uh, uh, I remember when when Jerry and Melinda uh, were married and, and were told over and over and over they couldn't have kids. <laughs> and uh, and their uh, Jerry's That's uncle right. Bernie told me he said oh you know Jerry and Melinda can't have any kids and then his dad Gerald told me that and I said you know what they really can I went to Jerry and Melinda and said you know you kids can have kids if you want to and so I shared a bunch of scriptures with them and prayed for them and they had uh, identical twins yeah. uh, Andre and Tiffany which <laughs> right. which your daughter Abby knows real well right, of course which right, my right. kids know real well right, right. and of course these kids are all old folks now you know they're all old oh, and got kids of their own you know it's hard to believe <laughs> but anyway my point was Jerry. Uh, pastors a great church there in Kingwood, Texas, just just north of Houston, Humble and Kingwood, and uh, it's called uh, his Embassy Church. And uh, but Jerry's always been known. Uh, I, I mean, probably the last fifteen years or so, maybe yeah, at uh, least maybe twenty. He's yeah. been known as the Disaster Pastor, <laughs> which doesn't sound like a very good title, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> the Disaster Pastor. But whenever there's a disaster somewhere, he really pitches in and. And uh, mobilizes people and hooks people no, up right. and gets things going to to Jerry's help people in need. Done such He's a good always job. done an honorable job and a good job. That's so right. he called us uh, and asked us if we would uh, help him with uh, uh, contacts in Mexico because we're so connected in Mexico and have so many friends and and he's got some tremendous relief and tremendous partners that that want to help and so. So we hooked him up with uh, with Wayne Myers and with some other people down there, right, and, right. and we're acting as a as a kind of go between and a helper, and and we certainly don't need to get our fingers in any pie, or we certainly don't need any credit, but we're happy to happy to help and get that kind of stuff done. So we're delighted about that, and uh, you you know we talked on the podcast last week just about all these disasters that My have goodness, hit the state. Yes. We've had three Category Five hurricanes just in a row. And then Mexico had the terrible earthquake, and then just two weeks before that, they had another terrible earthquake. Well, and, and we didn't even mention the fires that have been going on out in the west. Oh yeah, Montana just Montana. Montana just about burned away. You know, I mean, it was just horrible, horrible in Montana. Going on. And uh, you know, the earth is groaning. The Bible yes, says the is. earth is groaning, and and there's disasters taking That's place, right. and and a lot of these we can stop and take authority over with our with our you know in the spirit and with our with the word of God, the name of Jesus. And then some things, you know, the word just says it's coming. Jesus said, hey, in the last days, you're oh, going to have right. uh, right. earthquakes and these these type things come. But that doesn't mean we roll over and play dead no, that's uh, right. and just stick our head in the sand. No, no, no. We we still pray for people and help people and rescue people and still rebuke the, the bad things and, and, no, and, and that right. sort of thing. And uh, I said last week, you know, uh, somebody said, well, 
uh, Hurricane Irma in, in Florida uh, just just finally died of uh, uh, of old age of natural causes. And I said, no, it was beat to death by prayer. You know, yeah, we, that's we, right. we beat that that's sucker right. to death with prayer. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're we're uh, those are the things that are on my heart. And of course, uh, being a missionary almost fifty years now, and, and and watching hurting people around the world, and helping hurting people around the world, uh, we're always real sensitive. You know, I started a ministerial organization. Me and Brother Hagen, Brother Copeland, Brother Osteen, and some really powerful Word of Faith guys no, way back right. in the seventies, and uh, been on the board all those years. And and I used to always coordinate disaster relief. And uh, I'm not in the organization anymore, and, and I frankly, I don't even know if they're still helping people or not. I haven't seen any uh, emails or any write-ups or any appeals to, to get involved. I, I would hope they are. Uh, but, you know, I used to always immediately, I mean, the instant there was a disaster, uh, I would rally the troops and send emails out, and, boy, we'd, I'd gather a bunch of preachers up, and we'd, we'd get some disaster relief going. That's right. And, uh, and so I just can't keep from doing that. You know, even though I'm not part of that organization anymore, I sure have— Lots of preacher friends and lots and lots of people that uh, uh, that care about what's going on. So, so we're just always involved in in humanitarian aid. We realize that humanitarian aid is not the Great Commission. The Great Commission is winning souls, but uh, helping widows and orphans and helping humanitarian aid situations is certainly a Christian's heart oh, and the right. very heart of God itself. So those people have to have. I've always taught you. Know, in fact, I've taught this in your and Dean's church way back in the seventies that that uh, anytime there's a disaster that uh, you don't you follow it up with a crusade a spiritual crusade but you don't do it immediately you wait for a while i mean several months while right. because in the immediate in the immediate uh, time frame they got to have food and they got to have water and you got to dig them out from under the rubble and people are still looking for their kids and their mama and their grandma and, and so it's it's a search and rescue type thing and then feed them and get them water it's just like in mexico city people trapped under those buildings uh, still alive, but they got to have water. You know, at, at seven thousand feet, Mexico City seven thousand feet, so you get dehydrated quickly, and of course that sun's hot. I mean, just because you know, I mean it's 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 warm, so you've got to get water to them and got to get food to them, and uh, and then of course then they start the once you do the search and rescue, uh, then it then after a while that there is no more rescue because people have died, and then you have to do search and recovery. And so you go in there and just start rebuilding the building, pulling right. away all the rubble, finding the yeah, bodies, yeah, burying the, the bodies. Just the practical side of And then of the people recovery. are just in shock. They just walk around with that thousand-yard stare, no, that's and they're right. just in shock. And so you have to help them get relocated, and they've got to have a place to live, and they've got to have food to eat, and they've got to have things. But then you, you give that a few, you give that two or three months after the, after the recovery, after right. the search and recovery, not during the search and rescue, and follow that up with a, 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 a gospel crusade or a gospel message and uh, boy, they're 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 ready to say, "Hey, I need Jesus. I need God. I need I need help." Right. So that's right. what's on my heart. Since you ask, <laughs> well, that's it, where we are as as the church. Um, a wonderful statistic you would love. We've rejoiced over is that um, the government even has put this out and said that the churches beat even the the uh, government and other aid. Oh, they always do. They beat every, they had the first line of recovery, the local churches. And someone was reporting this from the government side of it, saying that we are so grateful that the churches, local churches in the area were there already functioning before we even got into some of these areas. Oh, absolutely. And I just, it's always that way. The church is always the first on location. You know who else is always first? The Israeli army. Yeah. <laughs> Almost every disaster you That's go to, right. the Israeli army's there setting up a field hospital, except in Arab nations where they're not welcome. Well, they're not welcome. Not, not allowed in. 
I just, uh, the Israeli army and the church is always the one you can count on. Isn't that wonderful? I, and know, let me say this, too. Sure. The churches is where you want to give your money. No, that's uh, right. Because if you give it through the churches, it's going to get where you sent it. Yeah, if you locally, give it through governments, and you'll, and, and, you'll be able to keep track of it better yeah, that way. <laughs> if you give it through big, big organizations and big governments and and, right. and, and things that are not the church, then uh, frankly, it doesn't always get to where it's supposed to go. Especially give it through governments. Right. I remember when Haiti had that horrible uh, earthquake in 2010, January 2010, and almost half a million people went into eternity. I mean, that's horrible to even think about. Half a million people swept into eternity. Well, former President Bill Clinton and former President George Bush. Uh, the younger uh, W uh, got together and they raised millions upon millions upon millions That's upon right. millions of dollars for aid, for aid to Haiti. But you know yeah. what? It never it never got to those people. It got to yeah. Haiti. I mean, I mean, we we treated it right. Our government treated it right. It got to Haiti, but it disappeared once it got there. It didn't get to those people. And it didn't get into rebuilding. No, in fact, nobody knows where it went. No, that's I mean, right. we know we know it went into the pockets of politicians and and, and that sort of thing. But How it didn't get where sad. it went. But the churches, you know, Franklin Graham Samaritan Purse is a, is an organization I exactly. highly recommend. Uh, Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's son, Samaritan's Purse. They've just got a good track record all over the world. But I tell you what, I, I wouldn't give you fifteen cents for Red Cross. I, I hate for anybody to give a dime to Red Cross. Uh, they're they're sure just not some honorable. Bad PR lately. Uh, I know. I talked That's to your mother sure. about it uh, uh, <laughs> a month or so back. Don't ask my mother. She's a, <laughs> and I said something <laughs> about Red Cross. She's. I've been mad at them since World War II. <laughs> but you know, they just don't have a good record, and they're they're the head of the Red Cross takes an exorbitant salary, and then ninety about nine about ninety percent ninety cents out of if you give ten dollars to the Red Cross. Yeah. So I'm told. You know. Um, and, and the statistics that I've looked up, uh, about 90 cents of $10 actually gets to where it's going. 90 cents out of $10. Yeah. So right. that, so that other $9 and 90 cents, I mean, or $9 and 10 cents, uh, gets eaten up somewhere else. But you know, I, I just don't recommend Red Cross at all. I recommend local churches. And mm-hmm. I recommend uh, organizations like Samaritan's Purse, yeah, Salvation mm-hmm. Army, we Salvation found Army, really good folks. Yeah, but but the certainly not the United Way. Uh, yeah. Those organizations just don't have good reputations, and they're and you ought to just check, just just start googling up what what are the what are the heads of these organizations make for a salary, and, no, and, right. and they're just exorbitant in some number. Yet you get Veterans Affairs and things like that. Those guys don't take a dime. They don't even take no. They don't take a dime. American salary. veterans, all disabled those people, American yeah. veterans, that sort of thing. They don't thing. even take a salary. Don't take a salary at all. So you know, check check out what's going on. But I, I highly recommend giving through right. the local church. I tell I tell a story a lot that all my grandsons have heard me tell so many times in churches. They say, "Oh, Papa, tell about the Baptist from Iowa." But you know, back during the Haiti uh, earthquake of 2010, um, you know that we, what we're talking about is the church is always there. The church is always the first ones there. So here, a bunch of Baptists were sitting up in their church in the cornfield in Iowa, and the pastor said, "Hey, been an earthquake in Haiti, and uh, we want to help." How many of y'all would like to go down to, to Haiti? Well, they've never been to Haiti. They've never been out of the country. They're Baptists from <laughs> Iowa. You know, they're farmers. And uh, and so a bunch of them raised their hands, and they said, we'll go. And so he said, well, you know, we've been helping this church down in Haiti, and, 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 and so we'll send you down there, and you see that pastor, and he'll tell you what to do to help. So these sweet little farmers and Baptists from Iowa, who ever heard of Baptists from Iowa, man? I mean, they, they just got up and got on a plane and flew to Haiti. And uh, when when they them. when they got there, God bless them's right. When they got there, they went yeah. to the the church that they had been helping the Baptist church that their Baptist pastor had been you know helping support, 
And they asked that pastor, was it, what can we do, pastor? And he had them do some stuff. And then a little while he said, see these orphans right here, these these several orphan children? Yes, sir. Uh, he, he said, well, put them in that van over there and drive them down that road right there for so many miles. He said, when you get, you know, if you're off down there, I don't know, 30, 40 miles, however far it was. He said, you'll come to a Baptist church. And he said, just a certain, certain name of a Baptist church. And he said, give them to that pastor and he'll take care of them till we can, till, till we can get back organized again. They said, yes, sir. So they just got those orphans, jumped in the van, took off down the road. Well, what they didn't know. <laughs> Bless their hearts. Because they're farmers, Baptists from Iowa. You right. know, I mean, I would have known. You would have known. Other people would have known. But they, they, these people had never been no. anywhere before. They didn't realize that that road took them across the international boundary into another country, into the Dominican Republic. See, Haiti's just a third of an island. It's not even a whole island by itself. It, it's right. uh, two-thirds of the island is Dominican Republic, and one-third of the island's Haiti. And and then there's borders across there, but because of the the earthquake and all, there were no signs, there were no border stations, no border guards, no border anything. So these sweet little Baptists from Iowa just got in a van, took these orphans, and drove off down that road to find that church. And they did find that church, but what they didn't realize is they had crossed an international boundary into another country. So and they gave with children with no. So they gave these. So they gave these orphans to this pastor, you know, and then they come back to help some more, and, and and they get arrested. And Haiti arrests them for international child, child trafficking. Wow. And of course they're not child traffickers. They're 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 Baptists from Iowa trying to do some good <laughs> and trying I mean the church is always there trying to help. Oh, I know. And they literally got arrested. I mean, you folks can Google this. This really happened. And I mean the president of the United States got involved and, and, and tried to tried to get them out, and other folks got involved, agencies got involved, everybody got involved. They were gonna send us them to life in prison in Haiti. And finally, all the red tape got through and done, and we got them out, and and they got back home. But, you know, the church is always, always there. I remember whenever the earthquake in Haiti happened, I was preaching in Mexico. And I was preaching to a bunch of pastors, 100 pastors and their wives, actually, that that I had uh, known some of them, a few of them I had known since I was 18 years old because I knew Brother Wayne Myers since I was 18 years old, and Wayne had had me go preach for these pastors in Mexico. And so... uh, uh, I was preaching down there to these these pastors, and uh, I, I just uh, was staying in touch with with Haiti as much as I could. I was on the internet and I was trying to contact any way I could, and and I was watching the TV every chance I could see anything happening in Haiti to see what needed to be done. And of course, the United States was because the airport in Port-au-Prince was destroyed. Then they were turning an aircraft carrier around and heading it back to Haiti because that was going to take several days to get that aircraft carrier back around and back there where, where planes could land right. uh, on the aircraft carrier. And, and so, uh, and, and so those CBs could get off and, and, and rebuild the airport and so on and so forth. And I was sitting there watching one day and none of the media had from the States had showed up yet. You know, they couldn't even land anywhere. Uh, and finally Geraldo Rivera showed up and man, he is out there and I watched him walk out there and grab a microphone and started pushing his hair back out of his face. Of course it's hot and he's sweating and he just started talking, just trying to, you know, say what's off the top of his head. He didn't have a teleprompter or anything like that, so he's just talking. And all of a sudden, when he was talking, I, I saw somebody walk behind him. And I thought to me, I'm sitting there in Mexico watching this on TV, and I thought to myself, that's Dr. Paul Osteen. That's Joel's big big brother who's a medical doctor at Lakewood Church. And so uh, Rollo just kept on talking. And a few minutes later, Dr. Paul walked behind him again, going somewhere else. And Rollo turned around and grabbed him. Said, "Excuse me, sir. Stop." Said, "Are you? I've seen you doing some stuff around here. And are, are you a doctor or something?" 
And so he said, yes, sir. He said, I'm, I'm Dr. Paul Osteen. I've got about, I think he said about 30 people from right. Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. And we've got a field hospital set up over here and a triage set up over here. And I'm just sitting there in Mexico saying, yes, it's always the church. That's exactly It's always right. the church that's involved. And, you know, Renee, I took up an offering that day. I was there in, in Mexico with those pastors. And I walked in that meeting room and I said, pastors, you guys have known me for years and years. Some of you since I was 18 years old. Some of you have slept in your homes and you've eaten dinner at your table and and I said, so I don't need to give you a big sermon. I said, Haiti's in trouble, and we need to help them, and we need to send them some money. And I said, so we're going to take up an offering right now, and I'm not going to plead or beg. Y'all know me. Y'all know the situation. We're givers. Living to give's our thing. Let's give. And, and Ray, those pastors gave gave right there cash money, not, not IOUs, not I'll put it in the mail next week. I mean cash money. They gave the equivalent of, of, uh, of uh, $23,000 U.S., I forget how many pesos that was. I think I could stop and figure it out real quick. But they gave Mexican pesos, but the American equivalent was $23,000. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm not sure I'd get $23,000 out of an American bunch of pastors, right, you know, right. uh, just, just spur of the Wonderful. moment, just cash money right now. Uh, and so we took up that money, and I looked at a young man. Well, I say a young man. He's, in his, you know, he's almost 50 now. But I looked at this young man that I was sitting on the front row with gray hair, and I called him up, and I said, I said, Miguel, Mike, Michael, Come on up here. I said, I've known you since you were a teenager. And since then, I've introduced you to him, to Miguel, right. to Miguel Lopez. Good man. Known him since he was a teenager. And I said, Mike, I've known you since you were a teenager. I said, I'm putting you in charge of this money. I said, pick another pastor here to go with you. And he turned around and picked somebody. And I said, we're sending you to Haiti today. And uh, I said, here's what you're going to do. I said, you're going to take this money, this $23,000, or it was pesos that we were going to convert. And uh, I said, we want to fly you into to, uh, Dominican Republic. Can't fly into Haiti. We'll fly you into Dominican Republic. And I said, I'll be on the I'll be on the internet and the phone before you get there, and I'll have I'll have some guys meet you with a truck and with armed guards. I mean guys with guns. I'll have some armed guards meet you and a truck and you, you take that money and you spend it there in Dominican Republic, load that truck up and drive it into Haiti. I mean, Renee, there within with within twenty four hours, we had money on the ground, uh uh, from Mexico, from a, from a, from a, what people consider a third world yeah, nation, from Mexico, we had money on the ground in Haiti helping those helping those precious people. That that's what the church does every time. No, always. that's right. That's right. And it's it's always something that's such a champion expression of the church to the world that that we have not only just the compassion, but we put actions behind our words absolutely and we don't just preach that god so loved the world but that we're here to show you how much god loves you that's right that's exactly (laughs) and we're here to give you the help and the encouragement spirit soul and body in every way that we possibly can and i find that that's just out such an outstanding representation and church as terry's saying this is our finest hour um, in the midst of what Matthew 24, I was just going over some of those scriptures and then Romans chapter eight. And of course, all the things that are in the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, all the things that Jesus even said in his ministry, that we're to be ready and prepared to go. And there are certain things even in Matthew 24 that says when disaster comes, pray, you know, have compassion on women that are that are pregnant or that have small children and that are nursing and that pray that it's not in winter and then pray that it's not on a weekend where there's no stores or anything open. Terry and I were just in Canada recently and they don't open anything on Sunday. (laughs) Good for them. them, But you know, there's timing and everything. Pray, let your prayers be, 
weeks and years and months ahead so that that when disasters and things come you're not taken unawares of these things and you're able to not just you're able to help others not just be focused on yourself i know we're all responsible for our families and our children and our homes and those kind of things but really everything in the kingdom of god is designed for us to cast that care over on the lord we've already prayed psalm 91 psalm 121 we're walking by faith we're believing god and we've got time to grab somebody else and help minister aid or save their life and our prayers and our actions and our faith and our generosity and our giving counts for something in these last days it's what the world is looking for and you know i've talked up all our time here talking about disasters but but uh, i'm i'm happy to do it because we need to get this thing done and and renee it is the church it is when something happens happens, you know hollywood may have a dinner or may have a concert and (laughs) They pull all their friends in, yeah. and they sing, and, and they dance, really offer such paltry they, help compared and, and, to what their well, resources compared are. Well, compared to what their resources yeah, are, yeah, compared and to they'll what get all excited, you know, because they had a dinner yeah. and raised several hundred not thousand the dollars, little or, widow with the or two, two or three million dollars, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. And yet, the church all over the country is just raising oh, that kind of money goodness, and sending it and giving sacrifice. it. And uh, you know, when you're when you're talking to those multi, 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 multi millionaires, and they give a hundred thousand, or a couple mm. of them, I think, gave a million. Yeah. God bless them. But you know, compared to what they could have given. Or the influence that they could the have had for good. The influence they could have good. had for yeah. good. Selflessness. It's always the church, Renee. It's always, yeah. always, always the church. And like you said, it's our, it's our finest hour. And I think that that, that, that day's coming back when we're people coming. recognize we're gonna the church. Make a, we're going to make a comeback. Because, you know, I remember during, you know, used to no organization, Little League, Boy Scouts, uh, football, they never have a never have a, a, a practice or a meeting on a Wednesday night. No, that's right. Because everybody went to church. Right. Never right. have a, a game or a practice on a Sunday because everybody went to church. Right. And nowadays, you know, the devil's running overtime trying to wipe out the church. So no, they schedule right. all the sports things on Wednesday nights, all the sports things on Sunday. But you know what? I think it's coming back to where people say, you know what? We were better off. We were better off when the church was in prominence. No, that's right. And, and you and I were talking about that. Y'all just, need to wake just up. Just the other day, you and I were talking that the church has got <laughs> to come back to prominence. Right. Because, you know, America was a better America back then. Yeah. Except for racism. Except for racism. Except for racism. And, um, that, that's and a blight have, and a demon yeah. that's affected America for centuries. I hate that no, devil. Is. And it's still here today. It hadn't gone away. It's just gone underground because it's not politically correct. Well, right now it's not underground anymore. No. But that, that's a mean devil, a devil it from is, hell. So but America delusional. was a better America except for the racism. Right. But it was a better America when when it honored the church and realized that the church was... Education uh, was better. Oh, sports absolutely. were better. Oh, was better. You know, I, I know we... I know um, the medical field has produced and technology has produced some great things and, and things are better in that regard. Sure. But people were better right. when the church was in prominence and teachers and schools when and grandma was praying, grandma was praying and mamas were, were home, you know, helping more than they are now. Helping and the and church, that, and that, cooking, you know, and sewing for the yeah. church, selling uh, things for the church. Somebody accused the church of being chauvinistic, that Christianity was chauvinistic. And I think, no, I think if anybody's trying to protect women, it is the church on all of that. Oh, so it's racism and 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 gender inequality and yeah. all of these things. God, whosoever prejudice. will, you know, go make a million dollars, darling. But you know, we got to remember that Proverbs chapter five says that we can't let other strangers take care of our children. Oh, that's right. You know, and we've got to maintain. We've got to keep our, our marriages children. strong, and we can't let some other the Bible things. Because a, a child left to himself brings his, brings mother, his to shame. mother to shame. Brings his mother to but, shame. 
thing. You know, you and I, I know we live in a generation where all hands on deck, moms and dads are doing the best they can. And the church is there still to encourage you, no matter what, wherever you find yourself today, a single parent, single mom, no matter where you are with a job, without a job, kids are grown, kids are still babies. I'm telling you, God's got a way through the wilderness and he will help you. And don't you sit back and be a victim or let somebody diminish you in your own thinking. You realize, no, hold the phone just a moment. I'm the church and I'm going to do something for the church triumphant. And God's going to bless me. And Psalm 91 is going to overtake my children and my family. And I'm going to see God do miracles for me so I can go be a blessing and testify that the same comfort God comforted me with. I'm here to help you. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And Paul said, we have confidence in the Lord touching you. Yes. Where that is you that? Both do and will, that you both do and will do the things which we command you. That's in Second Thessalonians, Thessalonians chapter, chapter three, 3 and verse 4. 4. You know, there, just flip your Bible open, play Bible roulette, and just point. Sometimes there's just some of the best stuff you'll find just by accident that God's got to say to you. And I was just reading through the book of Daniel and just had about 15 brand new scriptures pop out at me. So I want to encourage you all today. Terry and I have taken a long time to visit with you, but we don't begrudge it at all. <laughs> We're glad we took your time and gave you something from glad Jesus that will that will be eternal for you and your family. And we encourage you again to invite your friends to terrymize.com to be in, involved with um, uh, what we're doing and what we're saying. All of these messages are archived over on terrymizeministries.org. And all of our products are over there. Uh, how you can contact us and get in touch with us. Our schedule is there. Partnership information if you want to partner with us. And Terry sends out a wonderful partner letter every single month. And we just encourage all of you. That's all we're here for is talk to you. This is free for nothing, given away to the people of God and anybody else that wants to listen and join in. So we look forward to seeing to you next time. Tell your friends and neighbors and family all about this. We're here for you. God bless you all. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.